Welcome to Team Luke for Minds Podcast. On this show, our mission is to help families just like yours. We'll bring you inspiring stories from brain injury survivors, advice from health professionals, and much more to help make the recovery journey a little easier. If you or anyone you know has a, suffered from a brain injury, this show is for you. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Team Luke Hope for Minds podcast. I'm Jared Samuels, and today we have Tom Peters, who is an advocate um, and a representative for home care, uh, pediatric home care, within the Austin community. So let's welcome Tom. Morning, everybody. Hey, so thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, um, my pleasure. My first question is, uh, for those that aren't familiar, like what is home care? So home care or home health um, is going to have two main avenues, those that focus on working with children, generally ages 21 on down, and those working with adults and seniors 21 on up. And it's providing general therapies or nursing care in the comfort of someone's own home or wherever they might call home. Mm-hmm. And how did you get involved? Like, can you take us through your career path? Like, Sure. To, um, to be honest, I was... Um, living in Houston about a decade ago and got a call from a friend of all things who was working and recruiting for a major home health care company, called and said, do you know anybody in the uh, Houston area who'd be interested in this? And I said, yeah, me. What's that all about? And that started a whole journey and it began with uh, working with pediatric uh, a home health company there. And I started in what we called the pit and it was sitting there all day and you coordinated with the families and the nurses and you, um, made sure everything was set up and you filled all the approved shifts for these kids and, um, interviewed nurses, brought on new nurses, oriented, coordinated the whole, the whole nine. And Mm. then after a few years that led to, uh, a career moving into working with adults in the home setting and then that transitioned actually into hospice care and uh, adult, not pediatric. But I spent the last um, last few years coordinating uh, hospice care, meeting with families and getting them all set up on that. And then my own kids are small, and so I wanted to make the transition back to working with, with kids. The opportunity came up in Austin a year ago, and I've been here ever since. What's the biggest difference for you in terms of working with kids versus working, well, I mean, hospice, like like the, or with adults in general, maybe? Like what's the biggest difference for you? Probably the biggest difference is when you're working with kids, they, um, even if even if you have some of these more severe cases, and they, it seems like so much is going wrong, kids are just so resilient. Kids are the, the toughest thing out there, and so... When you're on the adult side, and especially the hospice, of course, you're generally on the end of someone's journey, and you're looking backward on this. But to switch and to work with kids, now you're at the beginning, and now everything you're doing is going to have repercussions to help set them up for the most satisfying the life possible. Life. Mm-hmm. And just for me personally, at this stage of the journey, that's what really resonated to come back to, because once again, I've got two kids, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And every day I'd come home looking at them and go, you know, y'all are just so full of life. I, wh- yeah, I need to go back and work with kids again. Mm-hmm. So I'd say the biggest, that's probably the biggest thing is it's fun to, to be at the beginning of the journey. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how you got connected with Rhonda? Sure. Uh, actually, I was at uh, Dell Children's and ran into um, 
another representative for a durable medical equipment company and she knew Rhonda and mm. she said, hey, I actually just met with this woman. She's got this wonderful organization and you should meet her and uh, sit down. And so I did. I gave, I walked right out front gave Rhonda a call, said, how about Friday morning coffee mm. and learn more about this. She passed along your information and here we sit. <laughs> Great. Um, can you talk about maybe like what the process is? So let's say, you know, I'm a kid and I just had a brain injury. What did my right. family do to connect with you and what happens in the process of home care? So a big part of my job is making sure that hospitals and doctors and specialists throughout the Austin area are aware of not only the company I work with, but, you know, home health in general, that for a lot of these families, it's an undiscovered resource. So the primary objective is you're this patient, you need help. So someone like me needs to be making sure we're going around and when you come in to see your PCP, your, your primary physician or your specialist in response to that injury, you know, hopefully they've been made aware that this is a viable option for you and then they will contact us, write the referral and put us in touch with you or your parents, you know, depending on the situation, to then um, verify, make sure that you're that we're able to provide care, that there's a clinical need and the necessary insurance coverage and then to coordinate from there based on is it a is it nursing that you're going to need 12-hour shifts you know or do you do you need a physical therapist coming by three times a week whatever is going to best serve your needs clinically mm -hmm. has it ever been like difficult for you to communicate to a family that's just you know had this experience like what the process is or maybe the importance of it um Lots of times, I wouldn't say difficult, mm -hmm. but occasionally, really one of the only things you run into is sometimes people go, no, I don't want some, most of the time people say, that's awesome, you'll come to my home. Mm -hmm. Occasionally someone says, no, no thanks, I just don't, that's not something, I, I don't want people coming to my house. Mm -hmm. and, um, and based on their condition or the condition of their child, then that's when, you know, you know whatever avenue they want to seek, but, but we're available. Mm -hmm. um, for almost anything, as long as it's clinically necessitated, we've we'll visit. And like I said, there's three main branches, really, um, or three main uh, service lines, and it's private duty nursing, which are generally eight to twelve hour shifts, and all in the home with a nurse, uh, anywhere usually from forty hours a week to twenty four seven care. Then there's the therapies, OTPTST, uh, occupational speech and physical. Uh, depending on what you need. But then there's also SNVs, skilled nursing visits, and those are going to be intermittent, maybe once a week, two, three times a week, usually max for an hour, maybe two at most. And that's going to be centered more on, does the patient need lab draws? Do we, you know, do we have a central line and we need dressing changes? Things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, or if it's an infant who just got home, maybe we're doing well checks. As simple as just going out, making sure that the feeding tube is, you know, we're on a good dosage and they're gaining weight. And so we're just weighing and measuring, just mm -hmm. coming in to make sure that we can report back to their doctor or the hospital and say, yes, we're seeing the, the growth we want to see. How many of your of the people you've worked with, you've seen, have had a brain injury? You know, I'd say out of... Um, that's a really good question. It's definitely very prevalent. Um, whether it, it happened during, you know, prior to birth, whether something affected 
um, that process or, you know, maybe a near drowning accident as a child or something, something similar. And, and so, um, I don't know if I could give you an exact percentage, but if I had to guess maybe, maybe 25, 30% of the patients we work with, mm-hmm. um, have, have a condition that affects that area and, um, and then therefore that would necessitate some of the various therapies, you know, or maybe full on nursing care. Can you talk a little bit about prior birth brain injuries? Like I, I'm not too familiar with, but that. is it like a, like I had a, I have a little cousin or not cousin, my cousin's ch- uh, kid who had, I think she had like a stroke in, uh, during the pregnancy. And then, you know, she had problems with the left or left side. Gotcha. Um, if I remember correctly. So is it like that or is it like, what, what, what is that? Yeah. Anything and everything. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes you'll have the umbilical cord that's just, that's Mm. wrapped around, cuts off some oxygen and blood flow. Mm Um, you know, multiple, and I'm, I don't have, I'm not a registered nurse and, or an MD. And so Mm. I don't want to go deep down that rabbit hole. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but I just encompass it by saying yes, anything that has caused, um, a condition with the brain is almost generally gonna, you know, always necessitate some form of clinical care after birth there. Mm-hmm. And so you wanna go home from the hospital as soon as possible, of course, and we're the resource that's gonna make that possible. All right, so what would you say that your biggest, like, value proposition is to a family that's just had, you know, their, their child that has had a brain injury? What, what, what value would you say that is most important that you provide? Support. Mm-hmm knowing that it's not just about f- making your appointments and following up or calling the ambulance if you need to if something's going wrong it's looking mom and dad in the eye and saying we were here for you mm-hmm. we've got you 24 7. let's say it's a patient and their injury um, is best served by us by just going out twice a week just checking in doing a dressing change on something or having a therapy, you know, having, let's say, occupational therapist come out because of your brain injury, you know, you need uh, to work on some of the those motor skills. And But outside of that, we're available to that family 24-7. They can pick up a phone. It's as simple as that and reach out. There are, you know, it's like they say, there are no stupid questions. And it definitely holds true in this case. Any parent is going to have a million worries and concerns. And that's before we even talk about um, a physical disability or a brain injury or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I'd say the single greatest benefit is one of just, yeah, support. You're home, but you're not alone. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't require making an appointment or anything formal. You just pick up the phone and the line connects straight through. It could be 2 a.m. And a registered nurse is going to answer that phone and provide the answers you need, make a visit to you if necessary. If you're under our care, the sky's the limit really mm-hmm. on, uh, on giving you what you need in terms of that support. So yeah, just looking mom and dad in the eye and saying, we've got you. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep this thing moving forward. We're going to keep progressing. And um, what's it like on a personal level, you know, going into these rooms all the time and, and addressing parents and families have just gone through this is very gratifying mm-hmm. um and you're always very cautious walking in because you know god bless these parents usually by the time i'm walking in that's you know we're closer to a discharge date we've we've already been for a lot of these patients in the hospital in the NICU wherever for a while 
So mom and dad or whoever the primary care person is has already been hit with multiple trainings and follow-up appointments and they're not, haven't even left yet, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they've got a million people coming and telling them, now do this, now call here, now set this up. And there's nothing wrong with any of it. That's, you know, it's great to have all that going on for you. But I get to come in and feel it out. And sometimes it's a matter of letting them talk to me. It's not just me coming in to talk and educate. Sometimes it's just listening. Come in for a while, sit, bring me up to speed. What have y'all been going through? What's going on? And then the conversation will gradually shift to here's what we can do for you. But uh, I will say it is the most satisfying experience to look a parent in the eye and say, we're the reason you're going to get to go home. Mm-hmm. We've got this. We're going to take care of you. We're going to get you back, get your child back into your comfort zone and and not let you go, you know, mm-hmm. and make sure we keep seeing that progress. We're here as long as you need us. Mm-hmm. So that's probably it. It's just real satisfying to give them a tangible um method of regaining some normalcy in life mm-hmm. is that the most rewarding you know i often ask people like what's the most rewarding part for you of, of doing what you do of you know we had a prosthetics expert uh, like on what's the most rewarding part for him in terms of building someone you know a new brace right what about for you and your job what is that the most rewarding part like what's the most rewarding part for you in, in doing what you do it is that's hands down just make just knowing that you've created an option that might not otherwise have existed for this child. They might have not ever been able to stay in a home environment if not for that nursing care. Hmm. Yeah. And so knowing that is just real, it's fulfilling. I don't know how else to describe it. And especially because you are, you're, you're dealing with someone at the beginning of their life and based on your direct efforts, they're going to have not only as normal a life as possible, but you see so many of these kids, and that goes back to just how resilient kids are. You, you meet them in the hospital for the first time, and they've got a million tubes. You know, I mean, they're, they're in an incubator. There's just so much going on. And then five years later, you, you never would have known that there was a shred of any problem anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a happy, healthy kid, and that's all because they were able to get home, grow up in a home environment, but still have the clinical support the they, they needed, need. the care they needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any, uh, I'm sure all of them are success stories, but like uh, any standout success stories that you can point to that you walked in and you're like, wow, this is unbelievable? Um, I've been here a year now, so I don't know in that short a time that I've seen any single child progress um, that rapidly. But so I guess, no, there's not an immediate case that Mm -hmm. that comes to mind. Um, Actually, recently there was uh, was the flip side of it. More often than not, you're going to find improvement and you're going to um, continue to either maintain at least stability, if not progress based on your condition. Occasionally, though, um, you see the, the opposite side of it. And it's where no matter the best medical care in the world, sometimes these conditions just worsen to the point that, um, that their journey is going to end much sooner rather than later. And that happened recently. And when that happens, um, you know, I've coordinated care and worked in hospice with adults, but, um, 
but nothing's going to rip your heart in half. Uh, like the, yeah. luckily it doesn't happen often, but to see a child not even get a fair shake, you know, so mm. to speak, you'd not even get a full shot at life. Mm. And, um, so occasionally that happens, but yeah, barring any, any specific stories though, it, it really is just on the whole, you're seeing patients and families who are, um, once again, they're going to continue to enjoy a quality of life that they wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And that's real nice. Yeah, how do you how do you approach like the two, the two sides of that of this job? You know, seeing the improvement and then also seeing, I mean, dealing with hospice care, you've seen it more right. than most people. But like, how do you approach those two? You know, you different when you when you start each day, you just go out with the mentality of what do people need from me today. What can I do? And it almost just organically unfolds. Is today going to be a day that we're seeing um, a downturn and you're going to, sometimes you just need to talk to someone, need some support. It has nothing to do with uh, healthcare even, you know, it's just, you've got a relationship with these people and you're going to provide support Um, or you're going out and you know, what call am I going to get today? What new family am I going to be able to help? Mm-hmm. You know, who can we bring home today? Who can we, who can we get everything set up for so that, um, you know, as amazing as any hospital is, nothing beats finally getting to, to go home. Yeah, for and, sure. And, you know, um, so to, to balance it out, I would say that's really it. You just adapt to the situation. You, you wake up and your day's going to take 18 different turns by lunch. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But when the mentality is just how can I help you, then you find the response just comes to you. you mm-hmm. know? Well, there's a, uh, a final question I ask everybody, and it's what are your, you know, it could be three pieces, you know, like doing threes, but it could be more or less of advice to either a patient or family that's going through someone that's just had a head injury with someone that's just had an injury piece of advice yeah what would be like if you could go to family and just like talk to them what would it what would you say i would say don't stop reaching out it's it's amazing how often people will aren't even aware of the options available to them and sometimes it's just because they've never been you know you exposed to something like this Um, but a lot of times it's just an assumption. People, people think, well, that's it. Here's my condition. Here's what's going on. Um, I go see my doctor and that's it. That's all I've got. And they don't realize that there's a potential for so much more support, Mm -hmm. so much more care. And I run into that a lot, especially with home health. Lots of times they just don't know, or they know about it, but they assume, ah, I wouldn't, that's not for me. You know, like I wouldn't be able to qualify for that or whatever. And so that would be the one big piece of advice is, you, you know, just assume you've never exhausted all your options. Keep looking, keep connecting. There are huge support groups out there, not only um, the, this organization, but so many parents as well, um, dependent on their kids' conditions, start their own and you know support groups and these families all seem to get to know one another mm-hmm. so that would be it know that there's certainly somebody out there going through what you're going through keep reaching out keep connecting mm-hmm. um because there's generally more out there for you than, than you, you would have thought possible yeah mm-hmm. awesome well how can people get in touch with you uh best way to well to get in touch with me directly um 
uh, is it all right to to give you my cell phone number or to say that out loud or yeah it's whatever <laughs> what? yeah, it's, it's whatever you want like if you want to give them the, your business or that connection there or whatever whatever works however if if i'm a uh a parent who's just had a kid with a brain injury i'm listening to this how do i get in touch with you and learn more about home care uh, a good spot would be the the company i work for is thrive skilled pediatric and you would just um go to the website um just google thrive mm -hmm. and um that's a good starting spot um even just googling home health care and that's going to bring up multiple options for you uh, but I guess for anybody listening to this, if you had further questions, the big part of this, just reach me directly, 512-529-8500. And uh, it's not even about what what company might even be providing the care for you. Most important part is that if you're, you know, if you qualify for a level of care, let's make sure you're getting it, mm -hmm. you know, however that picture looks. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, uh, yeah, just, just keep research and keep looking out but feel free to call direct awesome well great well thank you so much for coming on today my pleasure entirely thanks for having me thank you for listening to team luke hope for minds podcast if you want to learn more check out our website teamlukehopeforminds.org or follow us on facebook instagram or twitter see y'all next time